Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Mike Heideman, your host of Sound Sessions, and I am elated to be sitting down with Vic Pandya, Tyler Fowler, and Meg Indurti from the Team Us comedy team. And believe it or not, they have a new album coming out, Friends with 401k Benefits, which is releasing March 6th. So if you're listening to this podcast after March 6th, go back on iTunes and pick it up. Only six bucks. It's a great price, great team, and guys, welcome to the show. It's good to talk to you guys. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us. Of course, this is a big moment. You got an album coming out. Congratulations. Thank you. This is cool. What So what inspired it? What was the idea behind it? Does this happen a lot? I mean... Yeah, we uh, so about a year ago, just over a year ago, we taped uh, a comedy special, one hour comedy special. It's twenty minutes from each of us, so there's three of us, uh, as aforementioned, mm-hmm. um, and we've kind of cut it in between. So um, we each notice we have different styles of comedy, different perspectives on a lot of the same topics. So it's like one of us will introduce a topic like dating, for example, and the other two will kind of attack it. So we have the same kind of comedy style or same jokes, um, but coming at them three different directions. So we thought this is a really cool idea for a show. Um, so we taped this special and we, um, in the last year, have been editing it, kind of putting it together where we want it to be, how we want it to live. We decided in the meantime, why not release the audio version, right? We have this really cool cut of it together. Um, each track goes, so it'll start from Vic, then it goes to a track with Meg, a track with me. Um, and we just kind of bounce back and forth and throw jokes throw jokes around. I think it turned out, uh, we're really happy with the way it sounds and, and, and what we ended up with. Yeah, this is huge. There's not a lot of people who actually, they say, I want to start and create an album, and they do stand-up and everything, but nobody really goes through with it. What was the process like working on it, the production to the shows that you were creating? I mean, what what, what can we expect from this album? Yeah, we had, like, I think uh, we set the date for the recording, like, probably six months before, and the entire time leading up to every show we did, every time we met, we would run material for the show. So we basically just started perfecting our 2025. We do, I think we did about 25 each and cut about five out. Mm-hmm. But we were doing two shows. We learned from other comics who did specials. Like, what did they do? Everyone does two shows. Everyone records both. Everyone, like, wears the same clothes on both shows. So you can intercut between. <laughs> yeah. So we had all the, we learned Movie all magic, this stuff. Yeah. Uh, then we had to find a production team. We had to find all these things. So it was, a, it was a great experience for us because we got to really hone in on our material. And we all, like, know each other's material really well. But then we got to see all these parallels that came out of our material. And, uh, um, it was a great process to get like a really solid 20 minutes and it was kind of scary because we're like as soon as this comes out we're going to shelf this material but it ended up being making it a good thing because we were all like so sick of the material after doing it that much we're like yeah that's right all this Vic, new stuff. particularly Vic's material yeah, we were all, so all incredibly we were sick of that it to begin we were so with. sick of it but it was like to Vic's point we, we sat down and we spent hours just combing through yeah. our material and working on it together and the other two would refine you know provide feedback that I never would have noticed mm-hmm. um, so we really were distilling down our best material um, but then also through that process started to realize a lot of parallels a lot of similarities a lot of through lines that we could draw out and it just started the, the bigger picture just really started falling into place and that's when like the show Friends with 401k Benefits like came to be. And if you uh, listen to the album in the track list that it's in, mm-hmm. it, we, we've sort of done that for you where we like start off with our own introductions to sort of each build our own characters and then we go into like what dating is like for Tyler and then we switch it to me and then we switch it to Vic which are three very different experiences just because of who Failure we are. Failure to success. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a, the a biggest bold statement. Theme, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there is there a through line of, with the album that, mm-hmm. that people can connect with? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think the well the title is is comes from us all having these day jobs in like you know advertising HR and like being any any sort of like creative field and mm-hmm. we have that but we also are comics so it's this 
this idea of friends with 401k benefits is that we're kind of literally who we are. Yeah, yeah. we're literally yeah. combining the two worlds, and that's something that's not typical of most comics. And we we wanted to showcase that, and that's why we did this show downtown. We did it at one of the venues we run shows at at CH Distillery in the West Loop, and it kind of reflects our branding, our persona. Um, we kind of st- we started this as like we didn't really think it was going to stick. We we're like, let's do a show downtown. And we started Team Us Comedy, and we all wore suits as like a joke. And then we're like, wait, this is like a brand. Like we we have something here, and we kind of we started doing PowerPoints with everyone's info on the show like we really started getting combining this like work esque into it and mm-hmm. it really mm-hmm. built something great and now we feel like we have this unique thing and i think it's super relatable because like you know they were saying there's material on like dating work like who we are but it's it's kind of all under this tone of you know these are people with who are also normal just nine to five people i mean the whole concept is is great because i've been fortunate enough to see you guys all on stage except for you meg but i'm sure you're you crush it every single night i am better than both <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but uh. <laughs> but and, and, but I'm I'm very fortunate to to see you guys. Did you go into it thinking that you're gonna create an album and then this live show that you had, or did it just come? We knew just we, naturally. We knew we wanted to like do a special of all of our best stuff. We we came at it at first like, oh, we just want like a really good clip out of it. Mm-hmm. But then I think as we started like building off of each other and like like Tyler said, like started looking at all the things that we had in common, we were like, this could be something bigger. This could sort of be like a bounce back and forth of like like addressing a topic from three different perspectives mm-hmm. and then like go, doing that over and over again. It, it started off as like us wanting a clip and then it just became like, well, now it's like a like a film with like us cutting back from three different comics. And mm-hmm. now it could also be like an album that you could listen to on your mm-hmm. daily commute. Yeah. And it definitely started out. Uh, it's definitely a, a good example of something that like became much more real as the process went on. Like mm-hmm. we started out and we were like, like to Meg saying, we're kind of doing it for ourselves. Like we're, we want a really good, you know, as a comedian, you're, you're a good clip of you doing stand up is kind of your resume. So yeah, we wanted right. something yeah. of the three of us, we can send around to clubs and colleges and bookers and say, Hey, here's a show with three people with different perspectives. Um, but then the more we were doing it, we're like, oh, pe- people might want to watch this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a thing. And if we're going to do it, we might as well do it for for public consumption, right? Yeah. So it suddenly became something that was very real as we started working on it. It's like, oh, this is going to be, we're producing a piece of film. And we have now we have experience like as film producers and working with a production team. And then when we started to decide to put out the album, it's like, oh, we have, you know, pr- like experience cutting tracks and putting mm-hmm. them together, like the flow and the running order of an album. And um, now looking back on it, we all can like take a deep breath and like, wow, we, uh, we did that. It became very real. Like we didn't set out to be like, here's the things we're going to do. But uh, I think we're happy, very happy with the way that it turned out. Yeah. Yeah. I think it shows like how much work goes behind the scenes of comedy. Like I think we all, what makes us successful as producers is we try to put care into those things and, and we want to make ourselves unique. And we, we, like Meg was saying, we just had this idea to make a special. We didn't really know it was going to be this intercut. We didn't have the idea for that, but we just knew we wanted to create something. But then as it got closer to it, we're like, we have to make this unique. We have to make this something different, which is like what all of our shows are. And we, we kind of built this model around also the name of the team us comedy. It's like us three doing this together. And mm-hmm. we are like, it has to instill that, but also showcase who we are independently too. So I kind of, it, it it is really a, a culmination of all that coming together, and I think, it, to Tyler's point, like we we just got all this other stuff that we got out of it. You know, it wasn't just about the show. It's like we are experienced in all these things now, and it, it kind of is cool because we can use those on the next project. We can use those with new relationships with venues, and it, it's exciting to see where it could go. 
I often tell you guys this because um, we we know each other outside of uh, the podcast realm, but I, I like to keep you guys humble, so I'm not going to give you too, too much credit all the time. Uh, I'd like to tear you down a yeah, little bit. If you're going to compliment us, Vic, uh, earmuffs, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you guys are approaching it so smart. I mean, getting a production standpoint, getting your, your work done on stage, bringing it to an album and live show um, from every single angle. Um, why... Why... I guess just why, why, why just why why, why, just why, why, can't, why can't other why can't other Chicago comedians do this? I mean, what what's what separates Team Us from the rest of the Chicago comedy community? Well, right off the bat, it's that it's a, that it's the three of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think stand up comedy a lot of the times is like a lone lone wolf kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to go by myself, do my own set, and I mean, there's still some of that. Obviously, it has to be, but I think like the reason that we were able to be successful and do this is because we have. The other two people to sort of tell us oh that doesn't make sense or mm-hmm. that doesn't hit or that's too weird or like make this better like we like for us we were just talking about this like you know like when when we write together that's the equivalent of like going to a mic and doing a show because we come out of it with so much material so yeah. i think the reason we were able to do this is because we were able to like collaborate on this together and all mm-hmm. bring different skills to the table like you can't really do anything in this business by yourself mm-hmm. and we we learn that every day from each other. Yeah, and I think wow. our our professional skills came into play a lot. Is like being able to like put together, like do meetings, put together a production, work with different people, keep like jockey all of these different things. Like there is an incredible wealth of talent in Chicago, and it's not that other comedians couldn't do this mm-hmm. um, or wouldn't do it, but it, it is. It's not something everyone would think to do or have the bandwidth and capacity to do. Like this is the advantage of us as a team. Between the three of us, we can divide the work to be like, yeah, we need someone needs to organize the director. Someone needs to get craft services for the show. Someone needs to get like, uh, you know, production team together uh, to do like sound editing and things like that. Like, yeah. we we have the bandwidth to actually be um, a production team and like do yeah. do our own work um, that I don't think everyone has. And yeah. I think doing running shows in Chicago now, like going up on three years, I think we've just built relationships with like people not just comics but to the all the their points like all these other people who do different things so when we put this thing together we're like who's gonna do the music like we know a guy like we got a guy who djs our shows like yeah immediately him like we had all these people just go through the list of like it was great to just be like hey we're doing this thing and everyone's like yeah of course like yeah. we know your guys's reputation we know you guys do and we would love to be involved so it was it was nice like doing it i think we did it at the right time mm-hmm. um but now we're all like we're honestly like eager to do the next thing because we're like what what's the next show do we do a two-year anniversary and we just do all new material or do we like do a five-year show where we come back and we all do like a half hour like we're we're already thinking about the next thing and i think for us it's like we're constantly just trying to forge a path and it's so hard to stand out and stand up i mean it's it's really tough because there's like Tyler saying there's so many good comics. It's not just about being funny. It's like how do we market ourselves differently? How do we showcase what we can do? And I think it's also about like just putting together stuff that looks good. Mm-hmm. Like it's such a you know content driven marketplace, um, and that's why we have like Meg who's like an art director, and like we have people who are able to do these things and, and bring these like Tyler saying these skills together. Um, and we also like fake it till we make it all, oh, all day. That's, yeah. this, yeah. that's this <laughs> entire this entire project. Yeah, yeah is faking it till we make it. Yeah. But that's that's the the draw to you guys. I mean, you're almost like a band. Uh, yeah, without without so much talent, yeah, yeah, <laughs> We're locals, yeah. yeah. You're like a local Chicago band, and, uh, and that brings me to my next question: If you guys were a band and you were working together, what instruments would you play and why? Oh, I was just thinking this. Damn, this Damn. Meg, I feel like Meg was. You're like this is a good question for you first. Take this one. Yeah. 
Well, can I tell what everyone would be? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you it'd be good for her. I did. Yeah. I, tell you? <laughs> I feel like Vic is like the lead singer Duh. just because the just, right because he has looks and nothing to back it up yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and no talent <laughs> um no he's just like i don't know he's just the most assertive like he was he, he went to his first open mic and mm-hmm. made a facebook page for himself the next day <laughs> <laughs> is this true yeah is this true? I, bombed his set like did not at vp no comedy on instagram and facebook hit yeah. me up I'm it was on, just his mom i'm on vine <laughs> Still on Vine. Right. Still rocking get, at me on my, get at me on MySpace top eight. Right. No, Orchid. that's what it is. I'll do Orchid. I mean, he has business cards for himself. Like, oh, he is man. constantly the person who is, like, risk-taking and putting himself out there and, like, yeah. believing, believing in himself, which is, like, part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to... Sell. So, I think you'd be the lead singer. I think... If you I'd, give me rhythm guitar, I swear to God. <laughs> I'd be the drummer. Yeah. Okay. Why? Because you, you hold it all together? Yeah, the, the backbone of it all? Tyler would be like okay. the sound guy? Or <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> manager? But here's the thing. Like, if, you, if you were the drummer, I don't even think you could reach the foot pedal on the drum. I don't even think you could hit the So Tyler would be our manager. You know, he would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the shady the manager who yeah. <laughs> tries to take all our money from us. No, I'm kidding. Uh, what other things are in a band? The pianist. I don't know. Talented. Intelligent. <laughs> I, I give myself a, sol- a, yeah. a solid bass guitar, you know. The yeah. triangle. He's like, no, one really, no one really notices he's there, but when he's gone, boy, do they miss it, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good. good. That's fair. <laughs> wow. You look at an email. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a good. This is a team us band right now. I, I want to see this. This is us at karaoke singing singing creep <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny when we were promoting the album. We were going through our old old Instagram posts, <laughs> and wow. like we were like just trying to like see if we had anything to use, and there's like video from the first first show we did at leo burnett mm-hmm. and it was like this wild show we had like tons of alcohol there way too many comics it was, it was out of control but there's a video of just all of us just like drunk just dancing <laughs> yeah like an hour after the show and just i like, was like this is insane like just alone in this office building at like 10 o'clock yeah. and just like but that's our brand i think that's, that's us, us. Yeah. That, that puts us that but I've us never, i was like that was a good time in our lives you yeah. know yeah cool. simpler times <laughs> so um and actually that's a good point because often i see comedians especially here in chicago for some reason it must be the cold or something what are your thoughts on drinking before you go for a set or what kind of prep do you guys do? don't do it don't do it. Don't yeah. drink before the set. No, it's a crush. No, no, no. Do whatever you want. Yeah. But it's like you never want to be really good or really bad because of alcohol True. and yeah. then need it. Oh, know? good point. Good point. I think, too, since when we started working on this special, is it was it was like every set is, isn't just like for fun, isn't just like doing a show. It's like it's hard. It's work. Not to be like, yes, I'm taking it seriously, but like what am I learning myself? Like if I'm half in the bag, like mm-hmm. you're not like, oh, I need to pause more here. Mm-hmm. I need to remember. Like right. we got this when we were working on putting the special together and we've kept the habit since then. So you go out to do a set we do notes right before. It's like, hey, here's the, the, the things we worked on. Remember to do that. And then afterwards, we'll debrief. Or you listen back to your sets. So every set is like, there's never a set that's throwaway. It's all like, how much did I learn from those, the 10, 15, 20 minutes I was on stage? And if you're like, I don't know, I feel like you're relaxing and you're you're just hanging out if you're drinking. It's like, no, I'm at work. Like, this is my, my yeah. stage time. Isn't, and we've, isn't like I think all three time. of us have approached it since the beginning like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's a job. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I think having the structure of a nine to five put us in that place when we started attacking comedy and we just carry that mindset through even when we're open micing it's like here's the three open mics i'm gonna hit this week here's the material i want to try it's not just like we show up and be like wing it like and that's the thing i think if you it's totally cool to drink and hang but it's like if you're there to like do a job and work like you're not gonna go to your day job and do that unless unless you're vic yeah unless you're yeah Yeah. (laughs) vic drinks enough uh not on stage yes uh, yeah i was gonna say i drink the only time you're sober after show yeah Yeah. i mean i mean comics do it all the time they 
they're sipping on a, something on stage, yeah. and that's yeah. different. And you know, it's part of like, the lure. Well, also, yeah, like, and that's different. That's fine. It's like I think it's like, but if you like have to be drunk, yeah, to yeah. perform, I think it's like you should ask yourself yeah. like like why mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. then everyone's a, different like some people are great and, yeah. and that's their thing and some people that's their aesthetic and like you know power to you but like i think uh i know it doesn't work for me i think we all can yeah. share that yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, that just speaks to the, the amount immense amount of focus you guys have and and why you could create a, a whole plethora and all these like webs that that go into your album your production and um and the video component too and the live shows are so good if if you're listening and you want to see a great show here in chicago screw second city that's what I'm going to say right now. Go see Team Us, right? Yeah. yeah. Teamuscomedy.com for a whole litany of shows. So yeah. so when you were making this album, and it is a big undertaking, what kind of influences did each of you have? Do you have, what's your favorite comedy album from, mm, that's in the past? Oh, that is. So many good ones. Yeah. Well, for the for the aesthetic of it, I think we, we were drawing on, we were like, with well, the three of us, and then we have like Neil Brennan's Three Mics, right? That was like the first go-to we thought of, but that is one comic doing three different types of material on the same show. So we're like, we obviously can't, I mean, we're doing material that's different in terms of like what we're going to say, but the topics are the same. So then I watched like one of Chris Rock specials where he does the same special, but in three different cities and they cut between. And I was like, this intercut thing is kind of cool. So we kind of bridged the two and we found out this like, why don't we do an intercut? And it's obviously three different comics, not the same comic, but it has elements of both of those in there. And I think that is how we landed on this. And and those are just two, you know, great comics. So it was something that we came together through that. But independently, I think we just, there's so many comics that we like. It's tough to yeah. say. I'm a huge fan of uh, Mike Birbiglia, and he does this really good job of um, of telling long stories in a show. But the one thing he will never compromise on is his great jokes all along the way, which yeah. I, I'd like to think uh, hopefully we've accomplished with, with Friends of 411. It's not that we're at all on the same plane that he is, but like we did weave together this larger picture of like its three perspectives and cutting between different people. But at, at the end of the day, it's it's solid setup, punchline, stand-up comedy. And mm-hmm. it's jokes and jokes and jokes. And there's jokes every, within every minute. There's multiple jokes. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it isn't just like storytelling. It isn't anything weird besides it's at the core of it. It's stand-up comedy. It's really solid stand-up. Yeah. Um, two of my biggest influences are uh, John Mulaney and uh, Hasan Minhaj. Um, one is a, you know, you, I don't know if you know John Mulaney. He's incredible. He's an oh incredible writer. Oh my gosh, he's writer. so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both really, really strong writers. Um, they're able, he could talk about eating a sandwich and make it funny, you know, because he's able to like show you from a different perspective and he's able to tell you the most mundane thing and explain it to you in a funny way. And mm-hmm. then Hasan Minhaj for his like political humor, mm-hmm. I think is, is brilliant because he's able to like give you like meaning beyond the joke without, with you, but still making you laugh. Because I think like you're not a comedian if you're just like, you know, saying really meaningful things. You're just a philosopher, but he can do both so well and he does it in such and they're both so like concise and short and like punchy which mm-hmm, is like mm-hmm. as like a writer is like something that like I aim to be like I, I'm like trying to like cut down every word and like get it down to the second so I think like they're two huge influences for yeah. me that's, that's it's awesome oh, I was gonna say the, the like I'd say my first person who got me was a Patrice O'Neill mm-hmm. um, like who passed away unfortunately but just being funny like on all the time just being off the cuff hilarious like on a dime is just funny and like he used to just riff for hours and it's like could never write anything that good his riffing is like 
the like it's just like he's such a he's like such a comics comic and mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. um there's comics like that who are just like iconic who changed the game and he was just getting to a point where people are he's getting to mainstream and people are starting to know him and and you know he passed away but it was that is a level that you want to attain is like you can just be funny in the moment all the time and i think that's something like i strive to do on stage is just be myself like 100 percent and like he was himself all the time yeah, yeah. Oh man, he was so good. Uh, all of you, uh, the, you mentioned the some of the greatest comics of all time. Uh, Patrice was amazing. I, I've been loving John Mulaney. I, something about him is quirky, just uh, b- vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I'm finding different adjectives to describe him, but yeah. yeah. So, but he, what you mentioned was the power of writing. And getting those small intricacies of comedy out uh, and working them out on, whether it be an open mic or during your sets or or just in your bedroom, just writing them out. When you guys work together, are you guys like tackling the same kind of jokes? Like Tyler, your gym your gym shorts joke sucks. You need to like add this. Are you helping each other with the jelly? The note we give Tyler about all of his material. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm nothing without you guys. Thank you. Uh, I'm Michelle. We Uh, are. Uh, I think we each bring it differently. Like I come with like five pages of things that I've written. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vic is like, like he was saying with Patrice and Noah, he's like so much, he's so like off the cuff Mm -hmm. all the time. Like he just writes down one word and riffs on it. Tyler has like bits written out, but then he's like able to like riff more on it. So it's Mm -hmm. like, we all bring different like skills to the table. Um, So I think like I come with like this like extremely prepared bit and like forget to sometimes like think of the stuff that can come up in the moment mm-hmm. and that's what they can like help me with and then like vice versa. That's probably the most helpful thing. That is such productive time is when we can sit down and like Meg will bring a joke and then the two of us are just to throw ideas at it. And she's like, yeah, oh, I've been writing this awesome. for, I've been writing this all day and I didn't come up with all those things. Or uh, the best thing is we can come up with something and say, hey, I think this is really good. And I'm like, yeah, it is, but cut out half the words. Here's mm-hmm. all the things you don't need to tell me. Or, hey, I, I get what you're trying to say, but you, I was confused by this specific word. Mm-hmm. And like no one else can give you that. Like an audience will only give you laugh, no laugh, right? You never get that specific audience uh, mm-hmm. feedback. So it's so helpful. And, and, and I don't think very many comedians have that. People who give them that honest feedback or they're willing to be, like we're all friends. So we can very, we're, we're close and we can, we can say like, hey, that was garbage. Like, uh, or you're onto something with your garbage. And, and maybe if, <laughs> yeah. if you tweak yeah. it a little bit, uh, we, can, we can make it a little bit less stinky garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, that, that brutally honest feedback back but it's like we all are coming from a place of helping each other and we all like respect each other's as comedians so it's not like we're being like oh this is like my bits better than yours it's like no we all have such different perspectives like it's kind of nice because that's why in comedy there's no fear of like some people be like oh they got that spot like that was for me or, but there's so much out there and like everyone has their own path to get there so i think we're we're coming from a place of like we're gonna give you this feedback so you don't have to do it 10 times at an open mic to get the same like we're just all about efficiency like it just works better we know we can do it and and why not do it inclusively and and do it with like people i trust and value their comedic insights than like have to force myself to go to go to another right. open mic yeah. <laughs> how much like, oh, oh go ahead sorry, no, i was go just ahead. gonna say like we're we all have material right now that mm-hmm. like a, a tag or like a, a word that is like from somebody else yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah and, and like every time we like perform it, like mm-hmm. I know that person in the yeah. back of the room's like, 
I wrote that. Yeah, we, we were just talking <laughs> about this. It's like we have the most fun at our shows when we watch each other go up and you see a joke kill and you're like, that's my joke. All right. yes. <laughs> I thought of that time. Yeah, yeah. Which is like most yes. of Vic's no. jokes. Yeah. 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 All of his materials yeah. ghostwritten. Ghostwritten. Tyler's yeah. really helping with my minority material. Yeah. 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 I'm like, so yeah. when you're growing up Indian, it's tough. Right? Yeah. 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 Your parents have different expectations. Tell me about it. He gets it. Same yeah. thing. Catholic, yeah. Indian, all the same shit. It just col- colonized all your material. Believe that. So can you guys speak upon like when you're at open mics and you're at your shows and is it is it a comedy necessity to go up to the if you're a comic to go up to the other comic and be like hey you know you should change that word from uh, soup to goulash or something like that is this always happening because I, I host the open mic and I see it yeah. happening all the time mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. yeah I think I mean I think it's so helpful and so productive a lot of people are afraid to do it are afraid yeah. to give the feedback and I think a lot of people are afraid to receive it. Yeah. it it can be I would be afraid to give feedback to a random stranger I, I will give uh, the three of us share feedback uh, totally uh, uninhibited but uh, to any other comedian outside of our team uh, it has to be someone I'm friends with someone I know pretty well yeah. mm-hmm. or um, someone who it's, asks yeah, you know? yeah. You, and also you do have to be like can I give you a note because otherwise right. it's like what, who yeah. are you, you know? unsolicited uh, right. comedy help it's like yeah. Yeah. You oh, always, Tyler well, you know well, and, and so much of stand up is is um, is ego right it's you, because it is so raw it's you it's your personality right mm-hmm. so if you go up to someone and say hey um I think this would be better if you change it. Like, you mean my personality would be better if I changed it? Um, it can yeah. be. It, it's a hard yeah. thing to take feedback on because um, it's so personal. Um, so you have to be able to trust people. And there are a lot of comics um, are helpful to each other, especially in Chicago. I know a lot of people give notes or or provide tags to each other and stuff like that. Um, We've made it a science and mm-hmm. like a very intentional process of sitting down and working on stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. I, I feel like to me, like criticism is like, oh, that person gives a shit about mm-hmm. you. Like, like it's easier for me to be like just good set because because then it's just like I don't have to care about anything that you do. But it's like if someone's giving you feedback, that means they're like, I think it could be better, and I think you're worth investing in. And mm-hmm. that's like he said, like we're pretty free with each other and how we get feedback. And if I can disagree with it and just go do the bit and. It, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But it's like we trust each other's like tastes mm-hmm. and like ability enough that like I know he's not Vic is not giving me feedback from a place of ego, and it's coming from a place of like I think this bit can be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's no sabotage, and it's also no. like if you get feedback from someone at open mic, you're like. They were paying attention. Like, I'm just excited. Someone was <laughs> oh, listening, man. Joke. You heard my yeah. joke. Yeah. Very true. There's a very funny uh, meme, like a stand-up meme that came out. And it was like, um, this is the year that I stopped telling people good set after they didn't have one. And it's, like, <laughs> and it's so real. Yeah, I actually like, don't do that. Yeah, what Tyler was saying, it's like people have, you know, it's, it's ego-driven. And, and especially when you're just coming off stage and you mm-hmm. know either you didn't do well or you're in your head about something, you don't know what the other person is feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to launch into that, be like, hey, that bit could be improved. It's like, you always got to ask. I've even seen people like message it. So it's a little less intrusive. It's like, hey, I like an hour later. That way you're yeah, like, you're yeah, off the call. Yeah. And it's like people do it and people in Chicago are pretty good about it. I think it's like who you know and how comfortable you are. I mean, we all see each other the same mics. Like we've been doing this for a few years. Like people are, we're comfortable with certain people and then vice versa. And we're totally like open to that. And I think it just comes from like this camaraderie of doing this together. And I think most people are cool with it, but I've also seen it backfire horribly mm-hmm. wrong. So you got to pick and choose when you do it. <laughs> you know, so, so, uh, I host this open mic down, downtown Chicago. So I see, I see a bunch of comedians and some are good. Most are, are very, very offensive and bad, but what, what are some, I'm sorry, d- again, I apologize. <laughs> I just, we tell like, those, are, yeah. those are Vic's tracks on the album. Uh, no, I just, I keep doing this. I just can't. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, it's just so many, so many naughty words, Vic. Um, for real, man. But where, what are some of the don'ts for these comedians who are just getting started? 
Please I mean, yeah. don't jerk off. <laughs> yeah, anytime it's not funny. the microphone. Uh, <laughs> I, I know yeah. it seems oh. like a novel idea, but the microphone being a penis is not new. Uh, it's mm. been done. Don't hump uh, the stool. To, yeah, yeah. Okay. Almost. Don't get yeah. mad at your audience. Oh, God. Oh. Such a rookie that's, mistake. I think that's yeah. like number one. It's like there's every comic's gonna bomb. Sometimes mm. it's because your material is not good. Sometimes it's because they're not paying attention mm. or the there's room a is dead. There's a million variables. There's yeah. literally yeah. like yeah. sometimes people just like don't care about what you're saying up there, and it's not their job to right. Yeah. Like it can be frustrating, but don't get mad at the audience. Yeah, you're like, at an open mic. Like you're probably interrupting yeah. something yeah. better. Yeah, like yeah. I came here for a drink, not awful even, comedy. Even yeah. even silence. Yeah, your yeah. silence would be better than <laughs> yes. you. Yes. Yeah. Well, then, I try. I struggle so hard to like give feedback because there's no like or like tips for like uh, new comedians or open because there's no like no one is right like there is no yes, prescriptive thing but there are definitely things that are destructive to comedy that I would be like comics who lash out and get angry at the audience or who are just vulgar right off the jump and all. it's like that actually I, I don't want to give notes to to like everyone saying like oh we're the authority on comedy but if you're doing something that I think is destructive to comedy like if some the average person sees that at an open mic like oh that's what stand up comedy is I will never go pay to see stand up comedy yeah like yeah. It, it, you're actually hurting the brand of stand up yeah. you're making it, people are like oh stand up is just uh, uh, white guys with uh, microphone dicks uh, I think we're good I think we're done yeah. with that I don't need to see that ever then you feel like yeah. you're talking as on behalf of comedy like I Seriously. need to tell the audience yeah. that this is not how this is always yeah. is. like I've, mm-hmm. I've said that shows I've shows I've been on where mics where it's been so bad just repeatedly I'd like hey there's like three people in the audience and the comics are just picking on them or alienating them or it's like getting mad at them and you're like I feel obligated to be like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, it's not like this all yeah. the time, you know? And you feel that because mm-hmm. you feel like bad. And usually then you get them on your side and you can do jokes. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not here to like make necessarily just comics laugh. I'm here to audience entertainment. Like, people mm-hmm. come for something, you know? So, I think that's just like, to me, that's a rule of comedy. It's like, don't blame other people when your jokes don't land. Because they're, like Vic said, there's a million variables. Like, yeah. the audience maybe isn't connecting with something. Like, maybe you didn't deliver it the right way. Maybe the microphone wasn't working. Like, whatever it is, like, don't blame other people and mm-hmm. then, like, take it out on them. It's mm-hmm. like, like if you have a bad side, like, go cry at home like an adult. You know, like, just <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't bring yeah, that yeah. shit here. The uplifting uh, message is, if you want to try stand-up comedy, you are the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> so you guys have uh, yeah, probably have a few hundred shows, maybe even a thousand shows underneath your belt. What advice would you give yourself when you're first starting out in comedy? Yeah. More. Like, come on. Just more. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I feel like we ramped pretty quick and got into, like, but we were just talking about this a little uh, earlier today, is now we each have five, six nights a week we're booked. If we're lucky, some of those are double headers. So it's it's 10 shows a week. Yeah. Um, when we were first starting out, we had like one show a month and we were like crushing it. Like we're, yeah. we're the best. We got one show a month for 70 people. We're so good. I would just tell myself like, get off the couch, get off Facebook and do stand up yeah. every single day, multiple yeah. times a day, all day. Because that's the life I'm living now. And I, I um, just wish that, the, yeah, that's what I would say is like, just do it more. It's just mm-hmm. once it becomes like second eight, it just build it, build it into your day like anything else that you have to do. And then, yeah, because you see like younger comics now who are like just in college and they've been doing it already for a couple of years. You're like, oh, if I started then. But I do think that some level everyone gets into comedy when they're supposed to. Like, I think we all yeah. have our perspectives. And I don't know, like 18 year old me, like I don't think people want to hear what I have to say now. Imagine 18 year old me. Like, <laughs> oh, God. it would be horrible. Uh, like, it would be really bad. It's as opposed to just mediocre, which is this 
my brand is that. Like that's perfect. But <laughs> okay. I think it's just I think it's like a <laughs> we're we're like like talking about plugging our album and like yeah. but also uh, one third of us is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do that's like that's a comedian thing though. You got to like take a take hits to yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Staying but, humble. Uh, what we always talk about that is like if we are being uh, nice to you, you should be worried about how good you are at comedy. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Like if you're a killer comedian, I, we will be so mean. Yeah. Uh, but if if you're just okay, I'll be very polite. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have one thing I think I would give my self-advice for and maybe this is like I think it was more specific to like women starting out too I mm-hmm. think like women in general are like socialized to like be perfect and like never make mistakes and never like look bad and messy so I think like naturally it goes against our instincts to like make a mess and like fail mm-hmm. right so I think like for me my advice would just be like you don't have to go to a mic with the perfect bit like polished and written out like the point of a mic is to try stuff and the point of stand-up is to try stuff and fail and bomb and build it's not to come to the table with like something already built Mm -hmm. um so i think that would be my advice to like people starting out and also me right now and in the past to just like be okay with failure that's just like a part of it yeah i love it well here's a quick one um thanks again for your time guys we're, we're gonna wrap up pretty soon here uh, it, 401k benefits is the name of the cd or do we call it cds or do we call it album that's what, what some people said people like how many Digital cds you sell and i was like album. Album. friends album. with 401k benefits friends with 401k benefits um team us comedy on itunes friends with 401k benefits yeah right on and the pop up? Yeah, should we? Oh yeah, yeah. of oh, course. Yeah. Oh. Let's talk about the pop up. Yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes! See, you guys do so much that it's hard to get it all in one like package here. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, this is the. There's one the, thing you listen to is this part. Yeah. I'm latest, so excited for this. This is the latest iteration of us deciding like, hey, this would be a fun idea, and then it very quickly oh becomes a very real project. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we decided in the last 24 hours that we should do an album release party, mm-hmm. uh, and in typical Team Us fashion, uh, a party is not a party without stand up comedy, so it's a show. Um, but we decided to just throw a show on release day. Uh, we had. Uh, um, inviting everyone who has pre-ordered the album or ordered it to come for free. All you got to do is pre-order the album, RSVP. Um, we've got free booze, and we just want to celebrate with everyone, have some really great comics from Chicago. Of course, the three of us, we have um, some great comics and a great uh, comic visiting us uh, as a guest. Um, yeah, and we just want to celebrate everyone who supported us, the album coming out, um, and throw this kind of like... Yeah, it's going to be a good time. We're, we're really excited for the guest comic, too, yeah. so we really yeah. want to people we can, can Yeah, we can't say us. too much, um, but he's someone... He's one of our favorite yeah, comedians. Yeah. Every, like, he's a very, very well-known comic, um, Comedy Central, Conan, so mm-hmm. yeah. come, it'll be And this it. is 8 p.m. on March 6th at 80s Randolph. All the information is at teamuscomedy.com. Yeah, we won't yes. see his name. Uh, it does may rhyme with Real Cosby. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It does not. That's not the sound bite yeah. we need right yeah. now. Don't worry, we got, we got our lawyer. Uh, we got him out, and we're, he's coming to do... Um, no, That's really what this no. whole thing has been about. It it's been a year Simpson, production it's been to, it to get the secret headliner yeah. that we all yeah. dreamed for. <laughs> you know, uh, that, uh, the, <laughs> it took a sharp turn there at the end. It was it, We were doing really doing well. We found that uh, spending time together about an hour before it goes off the rails. Like so, we yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah. If, if we, we've done trips together and like toured, after a couple of days, it's just mm-hmm. it's mess. We're just making noises. Like it's not even. <laughs> we're just mean. It's not even like we're trying to make jokes, but it's just so weird. It just gets to a point where it's not productive. Yeah, yeah you're you're like a family. It's like a team of family. It sure is. Literally, yeah. yeah. Um, before I let you guys go, I, here's a, here's a question. I mean, you guys have been touring everywhere, and before you get too famous, and then I need to like call your agents to get you back on the show. What's one of your favorite Chicago venues, and what's like your dream venue? to be in front of all these people mm. and, and do some comedy in front of 
That's a good question. Favorite Chicago venue for me is CH Distillery. We do a monthly show there. It's where we shout the special. Um, that's home for us. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when we first started producing shows that became kind of our staple, and it still is. Once the first Saturday of the month, we're there. They're really good to us. It, it, we've built a comedy club in their back room. It's unique. It is everything about us. It's upscale. It's unique. It's fun. And it's a killer show. We have great crowds. So that's my favorite. Yeah. Good my favorite yeah. spot. It's local. Yeah, they have uh, locally sourced uh, uh, spirits and stuff, and that's, uh, yeah, it's just us through and through, and, and they're very good to us. So mm-hmm. we love CH Distillery. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the... The number one as well. Um, I think close second would probably be like Zanies in Chicago. Oh, just yeah. from the history. Sorry, Sorry Zanies. Yeah. I love you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. Can we Maybe cut that out? Yeah. yeah. Can, we, can we drop that? I love you guys. <laughs> no, just like, it's just iconic stage. I mean, it's so intimate, but it's also still like, it's the smallest club that still does national touring headliners seven days a week, which mm-hmm. is just insane when you think about it. And like being in that room and just working with all these headliners, you really feel the history and I think it's as a comic, you're like, this is like the epitome of where stand up is. And I think that is encased in like that room. And you feel that when you're on that stage. So it's like, you, it's almost like we we're talking about how we, you speak for all comedy and certain things. It's like when you go to Zany's, mm-hmm. like, you just feel like you're part of this larger thing that's been going for years and it's really cool. Yeah. Like, I will never be an athlete, but like being at Zany's, I feel like like a baseball player yes. in, in, yeah. the, like, coming out of the that's dugout. And I'm, and I'm like, Ernie Banks was in this dugout, you know? Like, <laughs> but it's but it's really, it's like, uh, like some great comedians were here, you know? I'm like, yeah. it's his, history in the walls. Switch it up and say, my favorite stage is the shithole. I don't know if you know or familiar with oh. that. Who? Shithole. Yeah. It's oh, like an plug, underground. Yeah. Uh, I, I see that. Show. I see that online, and I, I totally did. Go. I thought it was just the name of the show. It's called the shithole. Well, it's the name of the show. Okay, uh, it's a pop up show. It's kind a pop up show. Yeah. It's like most of the time it's in the same place, but every now and then they switch the location. Mm-hmm. It's a pop up show every Sunday night, and it's just like anyone from musicians to comedians to like improvisers doing like quick hot four minute bits yeah uh it's just like a good energy to me that's what chicago comedy is just like everyone coming together supporting each other drinking trying new stuff out like very like underground like it's not this like established pristine thing it's just like people fucking around and like having I'd fun. love to think of it with like gold chandeliers and like just gray <laughs> taped off like chairs leather bound right. books Welcome everywhere to the shithole yes. <laughs> hello sir yes. oh Pinky's the out. maitre d' yeah. of the shithole yeah, yeah. yeah. the people who run it like I honestly like people think we produce a lot of shows but these guys do two to three shows a week mm-hmm. um, and they're all good like they fill them and they're not fun. like they don't promote they, they're all like message for details there's just like they put a poster out and then they fill the show and as a, mm-hmm. as cool. a performer it's like the Banksy cool. of comedy yeah, it's yeah, just like a, a cool it, yeah. it's got yeah. a good like Michael was saying it's just good vibes good people um, and very Chicago very feels like Chicago the right I would say my dream menu is a Chicago theater Chicago That's theater yep. okay. what I would love mm-hmm. to do Vic? What do you, do you know uh, that's tough I was, yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same probably the Chicago yeah, Theater I think but only specifically Chicago Theater with these two you know it has to be oh, the three of us all back God. at home I'm Come busy on. that night yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, good you, we didn't send want you anyway so <laughs> yeah, send a clip <laughs> <laughs> alright it's Friends with 401k Benefits and it's an amazing album you can find it on iTunes can we just search Team Us is that what the Team Us comedy on iTunes yeah yeah, all right. or friends with or go to teamuscomedy.com. Yeah, perfect. And come to the show tomorrow. Yes, yeah. catch the secret pop up show tomorrow night. Thank you guys so much for joining us here at WGN. Yeah, thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah.